It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the baseball, basketball, golf guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can get him on Twitter, Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, here we go again, Uncle Dave. It is Friday, so that's a good thing. The weekend is here. We have some stuff we want to go ahead and talk about. We don't want to waste any time here, guys. Uncle Dave has some head-to-head matchups in golf that are going to go off here probably within the next hour and a half. So I'm going to let Uncle Dave go ahead, rip and run on two of the guys that he's looking at playing. Now, I believe these will start right around 1.15, 1.30 Eastern time. So if you guys are hearing this, you should have a little bit of time to go ahead, react, and punch those wagers in if you, in fact, want to go ahead and follow Uncle Dave on these. So Uncle Dave, yesterday, round one in golf. Over and done with. Warner ended up having a hell of a day. Minus eight. He finished out. He was the first round leader. I believe it was tied with a couple guys. One of the guys that I talked to, you know, that that's associated with our pod, Chris Dell. He actually had Varner and he was all alone. He was all by himself. And then it turned out where it ended up in like a, a three or a four way tie. So I'm like, yeah, you might as well cut that, you know, 55 to one down. It's going to end up paying, you know, 12 to one or, or eight to one. So he was happy, but he was also a little unhappy and you and I both dealt with that situation ourselves. But with that said and out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into those round two head to heads that you like uncle Dave. What are you thinking about today? Well, I'm taking Ches Reby over Graham McDowell and I'm taking Doc Redmond over Danny Lee. And I don't, I don't want to go into a lot of explanation because we're going to run out of time, but uh, both those guys are playing well. Both of them need FedEx cup points. I have both of them in top 20 things. I'm going to ride the trains. Uh, on Friday as well, Revy over McDowell and Redmond over Lee. Right now you can get, looks like Redmond is sitting right around minus 120. And Revy, depending on how you play it, if you play the non-tie, get Revy at like minus 167. Or if you think that they won't tie, you can get that at, at a considerably lower place, right around minus 135, somewhere around there. So there's two head-to-heads. I don't have any guys, I honestly, I, I, I've been so busy. Uh, yesterday I was just diving into baseball and basketball and all kinds of stuff. I kind of just, you know, lean on Uncle Dave for these um, today, but I'll probably go ahead and do some looking myself for tomorrow. Uh, With that said, Uncle Dave, we do have some NBA. We want to get to some MLB. I'm going to give you guys a quick UFC pick, and this is pretty much, I mean, it's pretty basic here. Uh, Right now, Cormier is around a minus 115 favorite over Stipe. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Stipe. I think the, you know, I don't like these retirement fights for fighters. It's just typically, you know, it would either be a pass or it would be, you know, bet the guy who's not retiring. And the fact that Stipe is the champ here and he's not retiring. And look, Cormier is awesome. You know, he's one of the best heavyweights of all time. But I just typically don't like going ahead and betting guys who are going ahead and retire. So I will take Stipe tomorrow. And as usual, you know, I'll be sitting on Twitter, I'm sure, when the fights are going on. And if I like anything, you know, throughout the day, I'll go ahead and tweet those out. But with that said, let's jump into NBA here, Uncle Dave. Short card, obviously, you know, none of these games mean anything today. Pretty much everybody's locked into their seed. Actually, everybody's now locked into their seeding. The only game that matters is the game that will be on tomorrow between the Blazers and the Grizzlies. Blazers locked up the eighth seed. So they have to win one game in order for the Grizzlies to go ahead and end up, you know, having the right to play the Lakers. They're going to have to win two in a row. Right now, Portland around a six-point favorite, but we will talk about that game, I'm sure, tomorrow, Uncle Dave. But let's jump into uh, 
da 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 da. You you were saying something about the Heat and Pacers game, how those teams are going to end up playing in the playoffs. Heat are now minus one total, two seventeen. If you want to talk about that one before we jump into Major League Baseball, give it a rip. Well, I know the game doesn't mean a whole lot, and I think it probably means even less because these teams do play each other in a couple of days in the first round. When one will be four, one will be five because they're tied right now. Um, what I think I would do if I had to bet that game is I would lean to the under. You know, I don't think either team's going to want to show a whole lot. I don't think that winning the game matters a whole lot. Uh, both benches are not very good, depending on who they decide to play and who they don't. I know, I know, I, I know. Both teams arrested a bunch of people. I did lean Heat. Could have had a probably a plus one and a half. Now that the line's flipped to minus one and a half. I think the best bet in that game is probably under. Um, it's it's 218 at Pinnacle, 217 at some of the like DraftKings and FanDuel, I think. But I, I suspect that game stays under, to be honest with you, Sleepy. I just, you know, the, the pay, both teams play defense. Neither team plays a, a, a very up-tempo game. And you know, at least uh, in the second half, if, if not sooner, that, that most of the critical guys will be sitting on the bench if they even dress them. So... Um, the more I, the more I talk this through, the more I think under might be might be an actual bet of mine before four o'clock. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if you know a bunch of the unders came in today in the NBA. You know, one of the reasons, Uncle Dave, these teams aren't playing for anything, and typically, you know, when you end up in this type of situation, the referees tend to go ahead and swallow the whistle. Coaches call a lot less timeouts, so you know it's it's kind of you know a situation where the clock is constantly running. And, you know, teams get cold. And if, if you're not, you know, out there calling timeouts to go ahead and regroup your team, you know, they, they could end up just end up playing really sloppy basketball. And eventually, you, you know, you start getting worn out because, you know, your bench depth is, is actually, you know, it's, it's really shy going into a game like this. So guys just get tired and shots come up short and they play sloppy. You know, you end up with a lot of bad passes and a lot of turnovers in a game like pretty much in games like these, is, you know, you'll see sloppy basketball. So I would lean under probably just in all the games. I don't think there's any reason to go ahead and play an over. I think one of the reasons why that might actually be a half-decent bet is to go ahead and look at the unders in these games is because a lot of these games have gone over, and there have been a lot of fouls called, and these games have, you know, they've been competitive. But for some reason, I just have a gut feeling today that betting the overs might be a bad way to look. So. With that said, guys, I'm, we're not really going to talk about NBA much today. I mean, there's really not a whole hell of a lot going on with that. Um, if you guys listened to the podcast yesterday, we actually did quite well um, pretty much with our entire pod. I think we might have actually swept the board on our podcast, and uh, we were certainly happy about that. Booker Dave, why don't we go ahead and talk about some baseball here. Now, you and I, we haven't even had a chance to pick out any games, so I'm just going to go ahead and pick games out. I'll give you the teams, I'll give you the lines, and then uh, we could go ahead and see how we make out. Let's go ahead to, why don't we start out with a game yesterday that you and I both had an opinion on with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Sonny Gray will be on the mound. Gray's been pitching well. Right now, minus 192. A little surprised at that type of a price. Cool's going to go here for Pittsburgh. Total sitting here at 8. I like the over in that one yesterday. I'm not sure if I gave that out on the podcast, but I did like the over. Actually, you know what, Uncle Dave? That was my premium play yesterday, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati over. And I woke up. I took a half-hour nap, and I'm like, oh, you know, I wanted to watch the game. And it was the either the top of the – I think it was the top of the second inning, and I already had hit it. So I was like, well, so much for watching for watching that game. 
But yeah, that one went way over yesterday. Pittsburgh actually ends up winning the game. Cincinnati came back late with a late surge. As I mentioned, it'll be gray on the mound, minus 190. And total right now, sitting at eight. A little bit of juice here on the over. What do you think about that game, Uncle Dave? Well, you know, I might have to go the same way I went yesterday. I mean, you're looking at a Reds team that I told you yesterday I didn't have a bullpen. I like the Pirates. Um, you know, statistically, their bullpen ERA of 7.2 in the last week, four blown saves this year, uh, only two actual saves this year. And I don't care who's on the mound. That has to preclude anybody from being minus 200, which I believe that lines up to. Now, I know Gray's pitched pretty well, but he pitched pretty well against a Cleveland team that's not hitting against the Tigers, uh, against the Cubs way back when. But then the Brewers got in for four runs in five and a third innings last week. And Chad Cool is the, the great unknown for the, for the Pirates. But in his first start, I realized it was against the Tigers, but he did strike out seven in four innings. So, you know, I would think that he can keep the Reds, who just aren't really hitting. I think he can keep them at bay. And if I look at that game, you know, and as you said, their total is only sitting at eight in a lot of places, and it opened at nine, and in spite of two-thirds of the tickets being on the over. So that might preclude me from, from taking an over. That might be enough right there. I don't know that I have the balls to take under. I would have at nine, not at eight. But with that said, now if I can get the Pirates basically f- uh, free on the run line, I, I don't know what the number is, but – you know, plus one and a half is going to be pretty cheap. So at plus one and a half, they are giving me, uh, let me see, at plus one and a half, they're giving me about 18.7% of the runs they're expecting in the game before the game even starts. So it might be a difficult one to swallow, but I have to go Pirates run line here, Sleepy. I'll make a prop play in that one. I'll go ahead and I'll just go ahead and fade Sonny Gray in his strikeouts. Now he's been lights out. He had 9, 11, 8, and 7 the last four games. So, I mean, if you go through and look at his strikeouts on the year, right now he's sitting at like 35 strikeouts on the year. But if you go over to FanDuel and you look at what his strikeout total is right now, it's 6.5. And And I think that that's kind of high. And, you know, I, I could honestly see a regression. I mean, he showed regression in his last game. And we actually talked about, you know, him showing some type of regression. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, Pittsburgh comes out here like they did yesterday. I mean, what do they have to lose? I mean, they're, they're swinging the bats. They're being aggressive. They put a ton of runs up on the board yesterday. So you know that team's going to step into the box, kind of excited today. And they'll probably do anything that they can to go ahead and, and beat up on Gray. Could he could he go over? I'm sure that he can. But there is money coming in here on the under. And I, I honestly don't think Gray is, is, is as good as his numbers are indicating. I don't know. You know maybe he's a, a beneficiary of, you know, the COVID thing, you know, and, and the break and, and all these certain, you know, things lined up for him to come out and pitch really well and look really strong. But, you know, overall, I mean, Uncle Davis, this guy, Ben, you know, pitching at, I guess you could say a Cy Young type level over the last, I mean, how, how, when's the last time Gray has been pitching this well? It's got to be five years, right? Well, I think you got to go back to Oakland. And anytime I think of, of Oakland free agent pitchers, I can run down a list. Now, I don't want to knock Sonny Gray. He might, you know, we diss him and he might throw a no-hitter here today. But there's a, a shitload 
of Oakland A's free agent pitchers that had really good seasons in Oakland. And, you know, as you know, Oakland is a huge park with massive foul ground territory. So any pitcher's numbers are inflated there. I mean, you can go back, um, you know, Tyson Ross was one, I think. Gio Gonzalez was another one. You know, once they got out of Oakland, they were serviceable, but they didn't put up those Cy Young-type numbers. And, of course, now you got Gray pitching in Cincinnati, which is a band box. He pitched in Yankee Stadium. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about uh, fading those Oakland A's uh, ex-pitchers that went on to free agency because they just get so inflated. You know, conversely, the guys that pitch in Colorado are, are just so much better when they go to another team. But I think Gray, uh, you know, he's not, he's not the, the worst of it, but I think he may suffer from, from uh, Oakland Coliseum um, withdrawal symptoms over the last few years. I would disagree with you there. So I'll just make that one a little pizza bet for you guys. I'll go ahead. I'll take Gray under his strikeouts today, under six and a half. You will have to go ahead, pay a little juice on that one. Uncle Dave, let's jump over to, I want to talk to Colorado Rockies because that's a team that we haven't really talked much about. Interesting matchup today, ALNL matchup. Texas is going to be going in to Coors Field today. They'll have Lance Lynn on the mound. Colorado, they'll cut. Colorado will counter with Castanelli. Now, this total, 12.5, juice to the over. Texas is going to be a small favorite here, right around minus 120, 125. I'm going to look at some props in this one. Actually, you know what I did, Uncle Dave, the other day? I I did well uh, with some of my like early afternoon betting, and I made a little bit of money, and I decided to go ahead and play Arenado Story Blackman to hit a home run. And it turned out where I only needed one of them, and I'm like, Man, it just seems like getting one of those guys to hit a homer, you know, especially the way that like Blackman's been been on fire. Story can hit homers. Obviously, we know Arenado can hit home. And sure enough, like Arenado ended up hitting like two in the game. So I made money, but it wasn't a whole lot. But I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, scared off of maybe, maybe making that same bet today. But it'll be something that I'm going to look into. I'll dig into that. And if I do see something like that that I like. I'll put that on Twitter as well. But with that said, Uncle Dave, Texas, Colorado, 12 and a half is a total. Texas minus 125. What do you think? Well, what I think is Castellani didn't look bad at all in his first start. He went four innings, walked one, struck out three, didn't give up any hits at Seattle. Young kid, probably on a pitch count. Then you got the Rockies bullpen, which isn't very good. Now, Lance Lynn has burned me. Um, wherever he's been, but he didn't look overly good last week against the Angels. You know, Oakland hit one over the fence. He's starting to give up dingers, but here's the thing, uh, and I use this angle a lot in a, in a regular season. He pitched against the Rockies, two hit him through six innings back on uh, July 24th, and I am always of the mind that the hitters will make the adjustment, and in this case, Probably more so because most of them probably never saw Lynn before. So I think what I'm going to do is take Colorado at a nice price. I know the money's coming in on Texas. Price might get a little bit nicer. I don't love either bullpen, but I don't see a lot of runs early. So as far as that total goes, what I think I'm going to do is watch the game. And you know if they only have a run or two or three through – 
four innings and I can get a, you know, a 10, 10 and a half total, I think the bullpens will end up giving up a fair bit. So I think I see that game pretty clearly. I'm, I'm taking the Rockies and I'm looking for an in-game over on the total. I'm not sure what I would do with that game. Typically, I have, you know, uh, a stance where I play the road team going into course field their first game. One of the reasons is because those teams, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, finally we get to go to a home run park, you know, where, you know, even your weakest hitters have a chance to go ahead and get, get the ball over the wall. So I won't be shocked if the Rangers go out and they're swinging for the fences today. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. And, you know, that Colorado lineup is is quite nasty. I think what you're doing is you're just getting a no-name pitcher right now going up against somebody like Lynn who, you know, let's face it, I mean, he's had a decent season so far this year. So he's drawing the price. The public is just going ahead. They're betting Lynn, and they're going ahead, and they're fading the pitcher. I'm not sure what I would do. I would probably go ahead and either play Texas, which I won't because Colorado is just playing good baseball right now, or I would just go ahead and, and play the over. And I like your approach, Uncle Dave. You know, see how it goes. Maybe we get lucky, get a couple strong innings, and then maybe we can go ahead and, and look to play an over, you know, in-game betting where we don't have to, you know, go ahead and need 13 runs. So uh, I'm not quite positive about that one. I, You know what I'm going to do? Just because it's such a high total, maybe I will just play a bunch of home run guys today. And I'm not even sure what you know who that'll be, but you know if I could get like plus four, plus five hundred on a couple guys, maybe I'll just throw them out there. You know, some pizza bets, and all I need is one or two guys to go ahead and hit. And I had that the other day, so you know it was profitable for me. Maybe I'll do that again today. I'll put that on on Twitter as well. Let's do an early NL game, Uncle Dave. I'm not sure. Yeah, actually, we we did the cut. Let's give somebody an early one here. Let's give these guys an early NL game, Uncle Dave. Atlanta, Miami. Atlanta will have Wright on the mound. Miami will have Lopez on the mound. Miami right now, they're attracting some money. Uh, They opened up as a dog. Now they are a small favorite here right now. Lopez minus 105 for the Marlins. Total eight and a half. I haven't looked at this game, but I know you know these two teams. These are two teams you follow rather well. Have you put any thought into that game today? I have, Sleepy, and I like the fish quite a bit here. The the Atlanta was already going to not have Ozzy Albies and Matt Adams. And now Acuna is out for the entire series. And you add that to Kyle Wright, and I think Miami is just a better team right now. Wright's pitched just 37 innings in the majors, giving up 43 hits and a whip of 1.9. So that's just not something I can back under any circumstances, let alone when Atlanta's already lost three straight. They're 4-7 and seven on the road. Love them at home, hate them on the road. And I don't know if the fish can continue to be a la-la land, um, uh, hopefully they cash our over ticket. But they are in first place, and they're playing with house money. And Lopez looked good in one of his first two starts. He made his first home start. And I just think clearly he has a much higher upside than Wright does. So I look at this game, I think the Fish just have more ways to win. So uh, I, I actually made an actual real premium bet on Miami. Let's jump over to a later game, Uncle Dave. Let's talk about the Dodgers and the Angels. It would be the battle for L.A. here. Kershaw will be on the mound here for the Dodgers. Dodgers bats yesterday woke up. I'm sitting there watching it, Uncle Dave, and I'm like, I got my Mookie Betts home run ticket under 11 and a half. He has four in the season, so he's slightly ticking over. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, no big deal. It'll be close. He hits three home runs last night. So there goes that ticket. I guess I could just put it put it plainly. 
But anyway, the Dodgers will have Kershaw on the mound. Angels will have Sandoval. Both lefties going tonight. Total sitting at nine. I lean to the over. Kershaw right now drawing a pretty pretty big price here, minus one seventy two. I'll let you go ahead and talk about that one first. What do you think? Well, I hate this game, Sleepy, but I knew you'd want to talk about it because it's your boy Clayton, who was absolutely lit up by the Giants last week, and 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 I wonder if that isn't familiarity. Um, you know, we call it recency bias. The, the Giants see plenty of him, and obviously the Angels don't. Uh, you know, I think people are going to jump all over Kershaw, especially after what the Dodgers did last night. So I would look for a way not to do that. You know, I, I look at Sandoval, and he's uh, hit or miss. I mean, he he did go four innings and, and held Seattle down pretty good. He went six innings and held Texas down pretty good. So I think with the lack of familiarity with him, um, you know, maybe the Dodgers uh, kind of shot their load last night and maybe he can keep them in check because the Angels' bullpen has been actually respectable. And the Angels actually had a day off. They did not play yesterday. So I would have to bite the bullet. And my original lean was under here, but I haven't done a lot of work. If you like the over, then I would pass. You've talked me off of that ledge. But I, I would be inclined to take the Angels' run line. I mean, anytime I can get a home team with that extra run and a half that is assured the ninth at bat, I mean, that's always something I'm going to look at. Um, and, and you know, uh, because it's Kershaw, because of what the Dodgers did last night, that you're paying a premium to bet on the Dodgers big time. And I think that's too much of a premium, and it's gone so far that I think it makes the run line actually – a doable thing, provided the Angels bullpen can hold up, uh, and it's been it's been okay over the last week. Their their ERA is under two, their WHIP is under one, so I can totally swallow the Angels' run line, sleepy. I would probably go ahead and try to look at a Dodgers team total. That would just be where I go. We we know that offense is potent, Uncle Dave, and we know that there's guys on the bench that they could bring into that lineup. You know that could start for any team that can hit home runs. I mean, that that team's loaded. And I think it was just, you know, it was a situation last night where that team was waiting to go ahead and erupt. And last night that happened. They they end up, I mean, I was watching it. They Home runs in the first home. I mean, now both teams were hitting homers. But eventually, you know, Mookie Betch just decided to go ahead and, and, you know, rip that game wide open. That's something that he can do. But that team was motivated last night. I mean, they were out there. They were high-fiving. They were rooting each other on. It was like every time somebody stepped in the box, you know, it was like they were waiting for like that next big hit. And that that carries over. And that's something that I typically don't like fading is when I see a team like really energetic and, and, and rooting each other on and everybody's performing when they get in the box. That just leads me to believe that that's going to carry over into today where at least you have support of your team. You know, right now, you know, and, and that, I think that, that it's kind of something that we maybe we should look at is because there's no fans at home. You know, if that game was at home last night, that Dodgers stadium is absolutely erupting. But now you're going on the road. And if you can carry that same energy, you know, going into a road game, um, I would feel pretty good that the Dodgers some way somehow end up on the board. So it's not that I'm going to play the over in that one. I think I would probably play Dodgers over. I think that that, you know, will probably carry over for them today. And the fact that they all, you know, played well yesterday and got some big hits, I think they'll go ahead and probably get some decent at-bats against Sandoval today. So 
I'm not sure where that total right now is for the Dodgers. I'm guessing it's probably going to be at four and a half. You're going to probably have to play some juice on the over, but that total right now is sitting at nine. So I'm going to guess both teams are maybe four and a half. Maybe the Dodgers are five, but I think the Dodgers can go ahead and get over on that one. Well, because they were running short on time and we only have probably, you know, an hour before some of those guys tee off. Do you have anything else you want to touch on in baseball, basketball, anything else before we go and close this out? Full tilt NASCAR. How about that? I, I, I was looking at NASCAR a little bit, and I like Kevin Harvick for top 10 this weekend in Daytona. He loves that track. I know he won last week. Uh, I don't know if he'll win again, but uh, I like him to be top 10. He's raced there, I think, 38 times, and 15 of them he's finished top 10 or better, which is almost 40%. So that's a, that's a pizza bet NASCAR wager I'm going to make, Sleepy. Well, since you're giving out screwball picks, I might as well go ahead and give out a screwball pick tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern time, NRL Rugby. You guys know I like to talk about rugby. I'll give you guys a selection to go ahead and make. Now, you can bet this on an alternate spread, or you can go ahead and lay the points. does not matter. You're going to take the Cronulla Sharks over Gold Coast Titans. Gold Coast Titans are absolutely brutal, guys. It's a high total. So when you get high totals in the NRL, you know, typically you don't mind laying, you know, somewhere around 8 to 12 points. This one right now is lined at eight and a half, but I would look at going ahead trying to grab seven and a half. And the reason why you want to avoid the eight and a half, you know, tries in the NRL are worth four points. So two tries, it's going to equal eight. You're going to lay eight and a half. Obviously, you want to go ahead and try to avoid that. Now, the alternate spread right now with Cronulla at minus seven and a half is right around minus 137. That would be the wager that I make in that game just to protect, you know, that key number of eight. But I'll go ahead and give you that one, guys. It's a 1 a.m. Eastern, and I'll be up tonight for that one for sure. Uh, the NRL games typically go on late, but it's nice. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Everybody's asleep. I could sit and relax, and I could actually watch a full game with uh, no distraction. So I'll give you guys that. Cronulla Sharks tonight, minus 7.5 on an alternate line. Let's make a pizza bet on minus 8.5. Well, that's it, guys. That's it for our pod today. Rip and run through some games. Hopefully we go ahead and perform as well today as we did yesterday uncle dave and i've been rather hot and uh, we'll certainly go ahead update you guys more than likely if uncle dave and i get on a pod tomorrow we'll go ahead and maybe we'll talk some golf three head to heads and we'll we'll go ahead and update you guys on how we're doing with that golf tournament but with that said i'm sleepy j you guys can find me on twitter sleepy j underscore pregame that's uncle dave you guys get him at dave underscore essler and you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck today. Enjoy the games.